Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You are listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. See my Instagram post last night about you? No, I didn't see Check it out. Okay. Wall of text. It wasn't. It was just a sweet thing. You didn't like it? No, I liked it. Oh, I liked it too. <laughs> I should, I should see this now. Read it while he answers the question. Okay. Oh shit! Are we, uh, are we on the internet, Danny? Jerry, what the fuck, Jerry! Get the hell out of my seat! We don't need you, Jerry. Danny's back. Oh, thank God. I'm back, motherfuckers. Danny. <laughs> Guess who's back? I'm. <sighs> I feel like I should apologize for last week's episode. Did you have a chance? Did you, did you have a chance to see it? Yeah, yeah, I did, Brian. What the fuck? This is what happens when how you many, leave. How I, many questions did y'all get through? Fifteen. Wow. People were saying that we got through like four questions. We got through more questions last week than we did than we normally do on the show. However. <clears throat> We goofed around a lot, and it was quite fun. Who were your, who were your guests? <laughs> I don't remember. Who was here? Was it I wasn't here, but it was Sam and oh. I... I think it was Talison. Sam and Talison. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Chaos personified on a couch, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's right. right now, all we have is raw sexual energy. You know, sometimes that's, that's all true. you need. My grandpappy used to say that before he lost his yeah. ability to speak. <laughs> have a seat, Henry. It's a very beautiful You're okay, song. big boy. <laughs> Tonight, the Mighty Nine find... Halas. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yeah. You got it right. I'm proud of you. Cue the balloons! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We should have had, like, a balloon drop for this exact moment. But we didn't think it would ever happen. So. Oh, find Halas in a ruby. Escape the happy fun ball. Ooh. And learn the identity of the Angel of Irons. And break it all down with Matt, with Liam, with Danny. And with Jerry, who we just sent to get more whiskey. All that and more tonight. <laughs> Talks Machina. Oh, yeah, like a concentric circle, sort of? Yeah. I can picture that. It yeah. starts at the butt. Yeah, it you always starts its at way the butt. Out. It always starts at the butt. Park. The new Jurassic Park? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the glass. Yeah. The glass, or the, p- the puddle in the... Well, 
Despite what you've seen already, tonight's episode is sponsored. Brave souls. <laughs> Brave souls. <laughs> By our friends at Eldritch Foundry. They're awesome, man. Eldritch yeah. Foundry. We get to hang out with them at Gen Con. Um, makers of the highest quality on-demand miniatures. They are extremely high quality. It's I've seen, as you amazing. can see, there's some here, but there's, there's bigger ones that I've seen getting made for different stuff, and they are, blew my mind, blew my mind. They have officially launched their service and not only provide awesome quality 3D printed minis like you saw before the show, they are. Yeah, but amazingly crafted models as well. So they have a bunch of options already on the platform, and they're going to continue to keep adding new races, including Warforged, Orcs, Half-Orcs, uh, starting next month. Um, right now, you can enjoy 15% off your order when you use the code CRITROLL. As you fondle the code? Don't do that. Tickle no. the keys. Tickle the there keys. There it is. This is, a this is a skilled piano player, ladies and gentlemen. Well done, sir. Mm, thank you. At checkout on their website, eldrichfoundry.com. Ooh, okay, this is a tough one, right? Because this shirt is very important to me. Okay. Slash. Crit roll. <laughs> We're good. Go check. Every time. <laughs> Go Why check is it, it still out. still a thing? <laughs> Matt's sigh just, it adds years to my life. <laughs> when you get a. Well, it came to mind, so I hope you uh, uh, yeah. enjoy those years. I You'll get them back at some point. The dab and the sigh are rich traditions here. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Uh, go check it out, and thanks to them for supporting the show. Always, uh, I, I know I, I make jokes all the time, but thank you to anyone either brave or dumb enough to sponsor this show. We love you. I will not belittle the products like Sam Regal does, you know? Mm -hmm. I give them a genuine, you know, I don't distract them with high-budget antics. You're not pure id. It's true. <coughs> oh? I don't think oh. so. <laughs> the, the mouse over there. Um, mouse over there disagrees. Uh, well, uh, some of you probably saw Marisha's announcement earlier, but we're hard at work on the finale of our Weird West miniseries on Deadwood. Um, we are pouring pretty much every ounce of love and care into this series, and our finale isn't quite ready for broadcast yet, although it is spectacular. <laughs> but we had some technical issues in post-production, so we're going to delay it a week. Uh, give everyone time to catch up. It's going to premiere Friday, November fifteenth uh, at seven p.m. Pacific instead of this Friday. Uh, thanks for being so understanding about that. I will tell you that um, I just came from. You know, we're we're working on it, and uh, it's. I, I people aren't ready, so I'm actually kind of glad people can catch up, and then they can sort of gather your loved ones and and. Uh, Right? I guess just prepare, gird your loins, prepare I yourself. I, I still like have the memories of, of how it, it all went down at the end, and uh, I'm excited to f rediscover things that I'd forgotten since then. When you're in the moment, you know, it's, there's little details and stuff you don't pick up on, and I haven't seen any of the edits, so I'm particularly excited to get back into it myself, but uh, it's going to be good for you guys. You're going to dig it. You're going to dig it, yeah. I'll jump in on this, too, Go ahead, as, please. An, as an audience member. Yeah, how have you been enjoying it lately? It's be it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It it looks wonderful. You guys are fucking great. Uh, the guests Props to are Steve Phalos, our director. Oh my god. It just every aspect of it is Look at that good boy. Gorgeous. 
Um, and I know a little bit about what's coming, although not all the, the details, and, and, and I, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be good. Uh, speaking of what you were saying about, you know, missing stuff, there's so many parts when we have gone back and watched this, because I am juggling so much stuff, and your speech uh, about God, we're just as feral, God's just as feral as the creatures that he, we were watching that back, and we all looked at each other like, this motherfucker just comes up with this shit off the top. Half of those things I don't remember saying until I watched it back. I know because I started texting you. I was texting you quotes and going like, dude, what the hell? This is right off. But you had just kind of watched Deadwood right before we shot it too again through, right? Yeah. Because you had everything down. It was awesome, man. I wanted to make sure I was in in the the place. Episode two, Matt rolls like shit. (laughs) Episode three, DM rolls like shit. Because I remember (laughs) afterwards, I looked at you, I was like, I now have a connection to you that I've never had Never before. previously had. It happens, man. Which is so happens. funny. Who does not roll like shit is fucking Marisha Ray, who no. apparently stole the ghosts out of Taliesin's dice and is now both on Critical Role <laughs> yeah. and on Deadwood rolling all the best dice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she kind of is on yeah. both shows. Yeah. I mean, with Critical Role, we thought it was just the seat because she's now in Taliesin's seat. We oh, thought yeah. it was the seat that was special. But with Undeadwood, it's oh. an entirely different table. Is the, is it must the, be stopped. Is it the position at the table that's holy or the physical chair, which I think has changed, or the floor, which has changed? No, oh. it's definitely not the floor or the chair. Maybe it's just where you sit. The There's just specific the karmic energy. Is it the ener- maybe it's the energy she was of the person still on your between... left and right feeding you and your dice. Maybe. That's it. I'll Could take be. credit. There you okay. go. Maybe the souls of a thousand angels, all right? Now, now bear with me. Mm-hmm. We're trapped inside of just one tree. Okay? Okay. And the part of that tree is now at that exact place where the uh, where the juju keeps happening. Chair lore. It, it, on the table. I'm here for chair lore. Chair lore. If anybody loves chair lore, it's this community. Yeah, it's been known. <laughs> uh, hey, this is a really cool announcement. Um, I absolutely love this, and it's close to my heart because my family. For the month of November, we've partnered with our friends at Operation Supply Drop OSD to help support our active and veteran and military communities. OSD has served over a million people in the military, and we're on a mission to help them serve the next million, really, right? Please consider donating or sharing our campaign at critroll.com slash OSD. Love those guys, man. <laughs> such a good, such a good cause. Um, this country does a piss poor job of taking care of people that serve it. Yeah, that's fucking known, and I'm glad to see people like them out there doing it. So continuously, and happy to thankfully have this amazing community to help support those endeavors, and happy to have them back and under our wing. Absolutely, this next batch. So absolutely, to that. thank you to the people helping, and thank you to the people that they're helping. Yep. Thank you for your service, those who yep. are watching. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, one final announcement before we discuss this thrilling episode, but Matt's going to do it. Yes. Because I need to just sit here and drink you, first. You do it. Uh, so yeah, in case you guys missed it earlier, uh, we announced some pretty big news uh, today. We, uh, we here at Critical Role, we have partnered, partnered with Amazon Prime Video for our upcoming animated series, The Legend of Vox Machina. We found a home for it. Awesome. Um, Now from this partnership, we're able to make an entire second season of the animated series, as well as be able to add two additional episodes to the first season. 
which is bonkers already. Um, our Kickstarter backers will still be able to watch the first season for free. Don't worry, we'll figure out the logistics of it, but it, but it will be available to all of you for free. And you also have an opportunity to watch the part two, or the two-part special that kicks off the series before anyone else. Um, this partnership we made with them empowers us to maintain the creative vision that we've had for the show from the very beginning. Uh, super excited the, about that, and uh, none of this would have been possible without your support and enthusiasm, it's, it's just really surreal. And uh, it's crazy to think that this game all started in our living rooms and now we're all executive producers of our own animated series. It's kind of nuts. Um, kinda. Kinda, kinda nuts. Uh, but for all the details, please head over to the update section, I think it is, of our Kickstarter page and uh, that'll keep you going. We'll have more updates to come. Now the cat's out of the bag and we can start showing off some of the uh, fun production elements there and the uh, cool little little secret updates for you guys as we progress forward. So Yeah, there's a bunch of articles out there, but read what's on the Kickstarter update page because that's probably, because that comes from us and that's the most, yeah. that's the most comprehensive update, really. I mean, exactly. It's awesome, yeah. Two, okay, so, so that means, oh, that means if there's more episodes, we can get into like, we can get into some, we can get into some shit, right? Gritty. Yeah, we can get into, we can get into some, uh, some parts of the story past the the Briarwood arc. Yeah, I'm super, super stoked. We see stuff on a <laughs> weekly basis. Are we gonna get it's... the cows? I want the cows, man. My favorite episode of Critical Role of all time, besides the one that Mo Molly died. <laughs> Oh, am I an executive producer? You said we're all executive producers. Am no. I an executive? No, no. no. It, yeah, on the on the, the cr critical role. Oh, show. I understand. Well, let us now discuss episode eighty-three <laughs> of Critical Role <laughs> Campaign Two: Dark Bargains. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, crit roll stats. <laughs> we had a lot of announcements and sponsorship. Thank you for bearing. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. I'm a little exhausted. This is going to be great. I'll probably be drunk by the end of the show. Yeah. You're not now. Not ready? yet. I'm no. Do you want some? We can split it. I'll. I'll kind of like. Yeah. Th I'll throw just, a little. Just, um, just start. Just start like sprinkling like whiskey on me like holy water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we do that on Zach? Can we do that on Twitch? Oh, he says no. Sorry. Technical Sounds like director. a rule that's made to be broken. Mm. <laughs> Liam. Yeah? How long would you estimate you poured wine this episode? I will guess 38 seconds. That's correct. The answer is 49 seconds. <laughs> that's not bad. That's a pretty good guess. Pretty that's a very good guess. Close. I, the second the first drop hit the glass, I said, do it, you coward. Do it, the whole bottle, the whole bottle. And it pretty it much- gone, It would've gone it over. It would've gone onto the table. It would've gone, yeah, that's why, that's yeah. why. Yeah, do not pour do any more wine on that table. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I bet Wormwood, they're, they're all- just like, They're just like, so, so nervous. Bad. They're just like, no, there's nothing Oof. under it. Okay. That's how they make Scanlon's wood. <laughs> well done, sir. If I had a Benny, I'd toss it to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For being the ass man. You know, this is another, uh, I've brought this up before, rare pairing. I'm not often on That's the true. show. We don't get to do this often. With, Wait. with Matt. I yeah, this said, is a rare baseball I said card. this yeah. today. Yeah. What? Yes. 
have they been on together before? I don't know. We I don't have been. Check crit, uh, maybe crit rolls. Maybe three. Been. Maybe well, with when we were doing three stats back in the day, we used to do bigger groups, and it happened more frequently just because we were all doing it more frequently. Mm. But should we, we clarify that we meet on the show? No. Um, it all blurs. It blends. It bleeds. <laughs> have fun, Tumblr. When are the cameras on? When are they not? That's what <laughs> I say. <laughs> Um, oh, Brian, no, cameras are always on. I, oh. I, I thought I was actually going to, like, there's a very uh, mellow vibe on this couch right now. I don't know if you can feel it. I can. But I thought I was oh, going to be, I've been nervous coming up to this episode because normally I can talk behind his back. You cannot and I don't know if he watches this show. I don't think he watches it all the time. I watch it pretty stop often. Stop it, Matt, stop. And, and I don't want him to know all my stupid thoughts in my head. I want them to be private, which is, I probably shouldn't come on the show if I want them to be private. That's but, true. Yeah. Well, yeah, but all, but at the same time, <laughs> you could use this opportunity to throw him off. Misinformation. By, there you yeah. go. That's what the audience really wants. I was this misinformation <laughs> on our our talk show about the yeah. our main show. Yeah. Don't worry, I haven't been doing that the whole time. Mm. Oof. You wouldn't Oof. lie to me, Liam, would you? Especially to you. No. I'm just happy to have this Comic Con variant episode. You can do whatever you want with these questions, Liam, if should we get to them before the show's over. <laughs> Seriously. Caleb's smell has been commented on 60 times. We hit 60 uh, stinky Caleb references. Seems nine more references. Seems pretty low. We need nine more. Laura, you know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I do feel bad. I acknowledge that you have, you have dressed cleanly now and you, you, you have, you're washed. Just old habits are. What about on the show, though? Oh, I, don't, I, can't, I don't remember. Is he, is he recently washed? My, gram my grandmother used to say warsht. I was warsht, pretty ragged yeah. for a while. That's, that's some Appalachian yeah, pronunciation right there. That's fuckardly, dude. <laughs> a lot more of that art coloring. <laughs> yep. Sure. Yeah. Knott's death was the 60th knockout and 8th player character death in Campaign 2. Half of those deaths are Frumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I feel, I, I feel like that is, that's not a legit full-on death. It's an unfair lumping. He's like a magical fart. Really, yeah. this is Liam talking, not Caleb. Caleb <laughs> knows that Frumpkin is best cat, only cat, right, right. The epitome of cat. He's a fake creature. He's a fart. Yeah. He's a magical fart. He's not dying. He's just yeah. getting going in. home. Yeah, he's going home. The, his Wi-Fi, sig his internet signal is getting weak, and then poof. Do you right? think he has a fake family? Of course. Do you think he has a like family? a wife and kids that he like every once in a while he's like, oh, it died for like five seconds. Good to see everybody. Like he's sitting there handling Hi. like his, his little like fake cat kids birthday party <laughs> and they're like mm -hmm. happy and he just vanishes out. Now remember, son, the one thing I always want you to remember. <laughs> then comes back <laughs> like an hour later. What was it, Dad? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Those fucking assholes. I don't know. <laughs> All I can see is that scarf. That fucking scarf. <laughs> Do you know how many pieces of oatmeal and sticks are caught in that shit? Get on an artist. <laughs> Matt, you shouldn't name this episode an unfair lumping. No. Well. Well. I didn't. Too bad. Okay, sorry. Bargin was more the one I was going for. Bargin? Bargin. I love how Matt just, he sits at home and he dreams up like, What's going to be the most poetic thing to, to sum up this episode? Yeah. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to mess it up. It's like if, 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 uh, if, if uh, Danny hosted a on Deadwood uh, Talks Machina episode, and then she's like, oh, let's talk about episode two. 
God, don't play Kurds, <laughs> you know, or like I would some shit stuff. all over it. Does it yeah. suck, man? Should I stop? Are you okay? Does it? I don't want to like have anything between us, man. Right. Look, our friendship is entirely based on the understanding that you are yourself, Ooh. and if you were to change that up, I would be worried about you. Okay. I appreciate the joshing. Okay. Henry sniffing the minis. He loves the Eldritch <laughs> Foundry. He's obsessed with it. It's crazy. Why are you sniffing the minis, Henry? And he Just, takes after his dad. Are they r- rubbed in bacon? Bacon minis. They might There's be. a business. Uh, Whoever's the first to get out there, kickstart that shit. Whoa. Has the internet not created bacon minis yet? That has to be real. Soon enough. Seems like a homebrew thing. It's like a rule 34, <laughs> but for bacon. Yeah. Someone in the chat right now is asking, is this show about critical rule? <laughs> you know? Matt, our, it checks out. It our checks first out. question. Yes. This is what happens when we don't have Max. Max is 23 out this week. 23 minutes in. Max is out this week. <laughs> well, we started, so sorry, we started a little bit late, because I, I had to get Part of critical role is how we're idiots. So It yeah. is, and guess yeah. what? On Tuesdays, we're also idiots. Yes. That's what I tell people yeah. about the show. Matt, CD88 has a question for you. Several of your players are the types to press the red button just to see what happens. See? How much of your design of the Happy Fun Ball room was was to tempt the players with as many red buttons as possible to see which ones they'd press? A few elements. Yeah. Uh, The the Dreadnought room was definitely that. Um, But I didn't expect them to go all in on it. I Mm. wanted it to be a tease uh, with the chance that they go in. you know, like, because they're so careful sometimes, and so it's hard for me to hard for me to know if if because they, they are a group thing, <clears throat> and so there are a few players that are the kind of push the red button folk, but it's still kind of a communal choice to go in, and usually for the sake of survival, everyone agrees to to fight that urge. So I so there were a lot of unexpected kind of shifts in the group. <clears throat> Uh, approval process, I guess you would say, when it comes mm-hmm. to this, but that was also by design. Here's what I think. Yeah. I think that you created such, uh, it's a combination of things, you created such an interesting location slash creature that it was undeniable and you, you sparked everyone's curiosity hardcore. We had also uncovered a lot of the Baldur's Gate map, but there was just a couple of little pockets still with the black schmutz on it. We really just want to rub it off. It's and true. See it's was, Diablo see it rules. You got to go to every room. Yeah, yeah sure. You yeah. found the gate out, but there's this part's still shadowy. <laughs> An astral dreadnought chained with a fucking bit in the mouth, like he's yeah. like he's in Talison's basement. How are we not going to go in there? <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh, I was pretty. Legitimately, was very happy you guys did that. It made me happy. Yeah, we could see it. Um, it was a win-win all around the table. Kind of was. That's hilarious. It, yeah, there, there's still a lot of elements in the map you guys didn't find. There were a lot of possible off the map things that never got found. And just the rest of the campaign is that ball. That's it. <laughs> just screw everything else <laughs> in Alexandria. Yeah. What war? Fuck wild mouth. What terrible. war? <laughs> what war? My favorite ball went over my neighbor's fence. <laughs> Liam. Yes. Katie Metzger wants to know. It seems Caleb fears halas. It's hall ass. It's hall ass. Yes. Welcome to the halls of hall ass. No, that's terrible. Uh, it seems Caleb fears hall ass more than the other members of the Mighty Nine. Is this because of hall ass's human experimentation? Caleb seeing a bit of himself in him, simply the fact he's an extremely powerful mage, or something else entirely? Oh, it's more, it's more than one thing. It is that he's he's one of, probably one of the most powerful mages in in the history of the continent. Um, there's the fact that the place is full of experimentation and weird labby shit, and 
Caleb has already been through uh, a, a less intense, ver uh, still intense, but less intense somehow version of all that. And I think he also, he knows that Yusa, who is also more powerful than he is, went in here, tempted by it, got wrecked. And yet Caleb still feels the siren song of it and looks at and learns about Hall ass and sees... <laughs> Matt, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> Don't get mad at me, Continue, continue. Uh, is, is scared of, the, uh, of the, the, the grains of similarity that are in him and this guy. No, he's okay. He, he doesn't think they're exact. Get him, Henry. Get him. He's fine. He's not taking... He's not taking that VCR. He's borrowing it. Chopper. Haul ass. <laughs> he gets very upset with, with people that are uh, that like to steal stuff. Hmm. So he hangs out with you? Beat me to it. I taught him, <laughs> stay away from people like me. <laughs> Good lesson for any of you, really. Did you get to finish? Oh, sweet oh, boy. Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh, does my answer really matter when you have that on the screen? You guys have no idea. How good this dog is for all of us <laughs> to have this dog around. Yep. Uh, did you did you get enough time, Absolutely. darling? To answer? Absolutely. Okay. It's a mul there is a multitude of reasons why why the place was creeping him the fuck out. Uh, also involved was my terrible dice rolling for two Oof. two you had games some rough at least. Rolls, man. Sure yeah, did. did. Sure did. Sure did. You you sort of take it like a champ though, well, and I like that. I like that. You don't really get too pouty. You sort of go, this is what happened. Now let me figure out what happens next. I you like know the what I mean? story you that You, you let your characters be pouty. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, the, we have continually seen fun happen from shitty things happening. And now the story of the fucking fun ball is that it was like, you're not welcome here. This is going to suck for you. You thought you were going to have fun here? Fuck you. Yeah. That was... Caleb's experience in the ball. Yeah. The dice are the... Archmage Bane, man. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. The dice are the element of chaos, right? You yeah. throw in there and it's, I mean... Unless you're I Marisha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? Unless you're Marisha. Unless you're Marisha. She's one of the few non-magical oriented people you party, so it kind of made sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and also too, like episode three on Deadwood Spoilers, when the, with the sister shot at the end, it was whoever did another wound and I'm looking at my initiative thing, and I look at Ivan, and I'm like, and then she rolls and you know blasts it out. She uh, she was sucking all of your your juju because yeah. you guys juju were sitting next to each other. Yeah. That's probably what it, it was. It. But it's it. I love when that happens because it, it doesn't happen all the time. But sometimes, in those climactic narrative moments, occasionally the dice work too perfect in your favor, and you're just left going like. That was mm -hmm. incredible. And on that note, sorry, this is the Undeadwood talk show. No. Oh, I love you. Rolled like shit in that. In, oh in yeah. Show, and, but it, it was so good, and you and and you took it and made it like fuck. I'm with these fucking amazing people. I don't understand what the fuck is going on. I'm just keep my head down. It was so good. Just it's take fun. take your lemons and make some lemonade. Exactly. I was it. my heart was breaking because Matt's dice tray was a foot in front of me, and I'm just watching this happen, going, "Oh <laughs> no, man!" Like, and then when he made the curse of the DM comment, everybody's like, oh, "That works." Can relate. That works. Uh, Matt. Yes. Oh, a question from your own account. Certified stud muffin would like to know <laughs> how much fun was it to dig up or to dig so much into the backstory of your world as the Mighty Nine found out more about Hall Ass and interacted with him. I thought you retired that Twitter handle. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, there's always been references and teases to like pre-divergence elements of history. Um, 
and it was it was just fun to, to, to bring a character in an environment that is kind of a a locked in time essentially uh, location from that era that has been kind of left to dust and uh, and mystery since. Mm. And you know the the idea of a powerful personage who wasn't even aware of the time passage and the the, the loss of historical experience. Uh, it was fun. It was it was it was a, a, a big joy and a place to like pepper some more lore and and kind of build the world for you guys a bit and give a little more context to some of the cool things that you're you've been encountering and it was fun. Fun ball. I enjoyed it. Fun That's ball. what I'm saying. Super cool. Our dear friend Deborah Ann Wall's episode was the first Happy Fumball episode, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That was it? Yeah. It wasn't meant to continue, but here oh, we are. Oh, man. Do you know what should continue? What? The Punisher, starring Deborah Ann Wall and other people. But I mean, yeah. What are we going to do? Wacky historian, Liam. Question for you. Laven. <laughs> it gets me. Caleb was initially very angry to explore Hallass's ritual chamber <laughs> in the Dreadnought. What did I say? Angry. Guys. <laughs> Caleb was initially very eager to explore Hallass's ritual chamber <laughs> in the Dreadnought, but then seemed very concerned about danger once the party was inside. How do you see the relationship between his curiosity and his paranoia? That's a great question. Well, he... I, I've said this for a long time on the show. Like he's he's gambling big when he thinks that there's something of worth to be gained. And I'm going to theorize, and for this is like I don't know how to do this with Matt here because he's right here. Go like, on, man. It's one thing if I'm Go imagining on. your home and you're looking at your large screen, and there's distance. You are literally eight inches from my face. <sighs> okay, Caleb has read about uh, a, a long vanished mage who was who was dicking with time shit and then just blinked out never heard from again so he even before getting into the the belly of that the dreadnought he's wondering like i mean what are the odds it'd be the same person is this the same person did the dude who make this thing that couldn't be that's too much of a coincidence or is it is this the fucking guy who figured out how to fucking dick with magic and then we got in there and he's trapped in a gem, and we don't know how long he's been in there, yeah, or how he got in there, or what else he might have been messing around with, other than his, you know, his cloney clone. So I have, I have no idea. Liam doesn't know. Caleb doesn't know. But it's on his mind that this guy might be the first real concrete any kind of uh, clue to doing the batshit crazy things that he in in the past has dreamed of doing. So, so going in there was like, yeah, yes, yes, I have to kind of risk us, me, uh, I, I, I think we'll be okay, I don't know, I have to go in there. But then once we got in there, it's not like, it's not like he runs around like a moron opening traps without checking them, uh, boxes without checking for the traps. Okay. He goes to dangerous places and then treats them sensibly, I think. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but not everybody in the party's like that. <laughs> But we're group, so it's like the Partridge right family, right? Yeah, yeah we all sure. have our strengths and totally. weaknesses. Some of us look better in shorts than others. They wore shorts a lot on that show. Yeah, I, I remember. <sighs> He's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> he is behind you. Hey, Matt. Good answer. Hmm. Factor that in. <laughs> yes, what's your question? Chris Galen's behind you with the question. Chris, Gat what's up? Gatlin, 
The bound horned devil was beautifully done. Chester in particular was drawn to it, pitying it due to its isolation. Was she the main target of its manipulation, knowing her past, or was he a general temptation set before the party? Uh, he was designed to just be a general temptation. I, it, like a lot of things in this game, not everything is deliberately intended for a specific player, and then in hindsight, you're like, oh, well, that make that was a you know a shoe in for to, to have a reaction. Um, I, I didn't build it for Jester, and there was a lot more reasons for why he was there and his relationship with Halas and things like that that never came to fruition because they were careful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They, they didn't go and, and read, read that poem he wanted mm-hmm. them to read so badly. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I, I didn't know, like a lot of things, part of, part of my joy is building these scenarios and not knowing how you guys are going to react to it. Occasionally I'd be like, they might do this, and you have to try and you know, figure that out. And be like, I, it's a possibility they'll go this way. I can see this character probably doing this or having this reaction to it. But a lot of it is just building it and going, man, I, I'm really excited and curious to see how they deal with this. And mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so J- Jester wasn't an intentional target of that, but just ended up being one of those like, oh, of course. And there's gotta be so much stuff too that you think about and go, every character is gonna react differently to this probably, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they react very differently than I expected. Yeah. I'll be like, they're, they're, they're probably gonna react this way, and then they go the other direction. I'm like, I was wrong. Gilmore was uh, in a tower has changed me, Matt. Yeah, it's changed me. changed all of us. I'm so proud of you. Changed all of us. <laughs> Liam. Yes. Eric Burr. Wants to Gilmore know. changes a lot of people in a tower. Uh, I love whoa. you. Did you Continue. miss me? With a tower. As Caleb meets more advanced arcanists, whose motives and interests all differ from one another. Where does he see himself in relation to them? And does he instinctively compare them to Trent to analyze for potential hostile or potential hostility hostility toward him in the group? Hostility diddly do. <laughs> oh! I gotta remember to sleep. Potential hostile diddle. Just read it off the screen. Uh, yeah, Just read the rest down, of them off the screen. This is making my mind go in like 20 different directions. They're all different from one another. Why does he see himself? Where does he see himself? And does he instinctively compare them to Trent to? Um, well, yes to the latter part. He's very distrustful. Um, I mean, he went through a traumatic, a very traumatic situation and it has made him very paranoid and and gun shy. And he is, you know, he's a lot better. He's not fire shy. He's a lot. He's come a long way. He sure has. He sure has. (laughs) Um, there's a lot that he's never going to let go of, but he's come a long way. Um, he let go of that stench. Wow. That you know of. I meant him smelling bad. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. that word mean something else now? I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, put the question back up. There's so much there. I need it. I need it. Thank you. Um, there's so much here that I, a lot is changing for him or has changed and is still changing. Um, Hmm. He's very reactive in a lot of ways. It's like whatever is laid out in front of him in the moment that that matters to him, or that he can take advantage of, or that he cares about. I don't know, he's kind of, he's, what has just spilled out onto the table is gonna be like a real egg scramble for him, I think, because 
a fucking betrayer god coming back is so much more uh, important than his bullshit. And I, and, I, and I don't know that it's going to make him l let go of that stuff completely or at all, or just a little. But if if the betrayer god is trying to come back, a betrayer god is trying to come back and and just shit on the like on existence, then all the stuff that he's been chasing really, even for him and his like traumatized, fucked up person that he is, he he, he has to reevaluate. He has to. Um, and I don't think he'll ever let go of it. And like someone who is an addict, who is like, who still every once in a while has a weak day and is like, you know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Fuck. You know, and slips. I don't think that's, I, I don't know that he's past it, but everything that has just rolled out onto the table um, is probably a game changer. And I don't, I don't yet know how exactly. Okay. And that's fine. Hold on. Let's deep dive this for a second. Two things. You can take the question, Zach. Show as much of me as you can is what I'm not kidding. <laughs> You're this character to me, and you don't have to comment on this. I'm just gonna I'm gonna flatter you for a second. But but to, to me, this character is a, a very interesting lesson in a clinic in self forgiveness, right? Mm. And the, yeah. and the second part of that is because to me, I'm watching Caleb's journey and I want him to become more powerful and I want him to do all these things. But at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. I want him to forgive himself because at the end of the day, after all the creatures and after all the monsters and after all the stuff is done, it's not going to change his opinion of himself, right? And, and the other thing is, is people, is you can get addicted to grief. And stay in that in that space, and choose to stay in that headspace, yes, right? Yes. And and we are watching what that does to a person, and the internal. And this is just this is shows how great of an actor he is, and how great of a role player he is, and how great of a character maker you are, because you think you think in layers like this. And I think like those two themes with Caleb to me have, are the two that really stick out: is the self forgiveness, and then being sort of having having an attachment to the grief. And the reason why he has the attachment to the grief is because that's the only emotional thing that he can still have connected to, to the family. Is it's like mourning, staying in a consistent, sorry, I'm going fucking nuts on this shit. Dude, I, go it, no, go run. These are things that I've been thinking about for months and months and months. And, and you know, I, I honestly, um, like I think the, the loose goal for this was to fi to like, see what happens, and, and I don't know the answer. I legitimately don't know the answer. I don't have a spot in mind where I'm thinking I'm gonna try to stick the landing and get this perfect ending where he's completely absolved himself and has forgiven himself and, and is the best life that he could be and is the principal of Hogwarts or whatever. I have no idea, and, I, and, I'm, and it, it's kind of scary and, and, and thrilling, and what we love about this game is not knowing, and, and, and I'm, I'm really curious to see where, where he where he ends up. What I like too, let me say one more thing, is that you're not, you're not railroading your own character. And like in my, in my sort of newly DM mind, you know, you think about people who just go like, nope, this is my guy, this is the story I've picked out for him, it's not gonna change. You're letting what's happening and you're letting the other players sure. and what they say to you affect you and change you and go, 
this guy is he's he's malleable to me. You know, I love I fucking love that man. It's like it's cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I and I had some ideas of what he would be like, and really the other players at the table have kind of went. And it's and it's also fun to get, you know, knocked around in different directions. Yeah, and that's kind of the beauty of role playing. We're in, we're yeah. informing each other's characters. Yeah, absolutely. Just like people inform us and who we end up becoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I love it. Oh my goodness. Yo, oh, boy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I like this couch. This I always end, I always end up cuddling in this couch. This couch, couch has got a vibe that is uh, pretty unparalleled. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say the only time it's better is when. Uh, Sam's not on it, so you know we're fine. So, oh, do you know what we should do? What? What you got? Cosplay of the week. Yes. Cosplay oh, of the it's week. a good one. It's a good one. Oh, I'm excited. Cosplay of the week. Hey, thanks, Liam. That was fun. It was fun. It's such good times. <laughs> Our winner for this week was sent in by Max. It's not right there. Our winner this week was sent in by at. Such, such a mantis. Such a mantis. Such a mantis. Uh, AKA at uh, AKA MK Frisbee. Let's take a look. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. that's awesome! Yes. yes, I love the post effects on it too. Yeah, there have been a few uh, that they've put up recently. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's That's had so a really, nice. They also have a really good video of you doing the, 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 the well, wall of, that, of fire. Of that cosplayer doing yeah, yeah, wall yeah. of fire, yes. And, and one, cool. one critter is the cosplayer and another critter did all the post effects. Mm-hmm. And you That's guys, at Lieutenant underscore Jack. Nice. You guys AKA fucking killed Bane. it. Bane loved him in the movie with Yes. <laughs> That's cosplay of the week. <laughs> say, say you think the darkness is your ally? You think the darkness is your ally? Yes. I've petted the good boy named Henry, bonded with him, ruffled his ears. You don't know Henry. I think we're, I think we're finally back to those being funny again. Like it took a while. It took a long while. Disagreed. That never went away for me. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Liam's is just so good. <laughs> it's just a cup. He's a voice it's actor. Just a cup. Yeah, but your cadence actor. is there too. Yeah, nah, there's, there's he does great wild. cupping. He does great cupping. Don't hey. stop, please don't stop. <laughs> hey, congrats to you, MK Frisbee. <laughs> Congratulations, it's a great cosplay. You look so phenomenal. Good. You have won this Corrupted Collection Master Vault that'll be going home with me tonight. Most recent Kickstarter, now available on Backer Kit. Max. Max fell asleep in the middle of writing all this copy for this, you know. But you can enter our weekly. Uh, I'm just kidding. He's awake. No. You know, he can sleep with his eyes open. Hold on. <laughs> What's happening here? I feel like I'm watching Midsummer again. I have to, <laughs> I have to, I have to QC the product before we send it to the winner. That was very like one of the right there. I need you to calm down. <laughs> this is, del- you gotta smell that, man. Yo. Yeah. Really take your time with it. Oof. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, it smells good. Okay. All right. I'm just so uncomfortable. Remember, fairworld.com. <laughs> 
Wait for it, Zach. Slash. You already there jumped it the is. gun. <laughs> Slash. Submit. There it is. <laughs> Matt. Yes. Danny, yes. we're going to get through every single one of these questions. Are you sure? Watch. A lot of people Shh. messaged me while oh, yeah. I was gone saying that they, saying that like things had gone crazy without me there. I can't do anything about this. I just want to make that very clear. She was calling me the entire, she was calling my phone the entire show. And then I look at my phone and it says, it's been 16 minutes, it's been 20 minutes, and then Jerry, it's been 30 minutes. Yeah, well I finally <laughs> had to message Jerry, because no one was listening to me. <laughs> Although, if we had, I will say, I hope he's not still here. If we had to have you gone, Jerry's the cutest little he's nugget to best. have in your place. Aww, I love Jerry. it so much. Matt, yes. Prince of Assassins wants to know. Yes, Prince. Did you roll to see if the Revivify worked, and has there been any chance in Campaign Two with how Revivify or change in Campaign Two with how Revivify works? Revivify sucks to say. Yeah, it does. Revivify. Yes. A few whiskeys, yeah, definitely. That's not a few. Revivify. That's on fourth um, sip. Dude, I have to say Revivify and fucking recap. You revivify? It's awful. Does it's it always work one. out of combat, or is it tied to the narrative? Good uh, if question. You, yeah. If, if you look at the the resurrection rules that I put in the Teldora campaign guide, revivify doesn't work like other resurrection elements because it, it's a very short time that you can actually use revivify. And the way the way that it's presented is, if it fails during the combat, you have to actually. It's not that they're like permanently dead, um, but you cannot attempt to resurrect them uh, using revivify again. And then you have to use a standard like long form spell like Raise Dead thereafter, and it still increases the DC by one. Mm. So I was just rolling. If, if it was like a climactic, either they come back or they're gone forever type roll, I would have made a big show of it. But more, it was more just me keeping track of whether or not you know the roll was successful in increasing or decreasing the DC going forward. And since it was out of combat, it, it wasn't worth kind of going into that too much at that moment. Yeah, I made sense. Yeah, Revivify is like a defibrillator. Yeah, another word kinda. I have problems with. And to be honest, wait, that, say it again. Defibrillator. 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 I think. I think. Wait, I, think. I said it the other day, and someone. Oh cra- I said it like you just said it, and someone. I cra- think. Me hang on, I'm looking it up. I don't know. Well, it's defib or defrib. I think it's defibrillator. Defibrillator. I think you're right. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Hang on, hang you're on, hang wrong. on. Tell us, Google. <sighs> Man, and that was a gnomish engineer in Warcraft. I Great, you went to medical school. You used to be a lifeguard? So what, what is, is it? it? What is it? It's defib... Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Like you're fibbing. A fib. Defib. Defibrillator. Yeah. Cool. Google just said defibrillator. No, Google... can kiss my ass. Google's drunk. All right. I am drunk. <laughs> I love the speak and spell, dude. So great. Liam, answer this question. That, Liam, no. Yes. Bree right. Looms wants to know, how does it feel to have your character's bestie be killed by a treasure box two campaigns in a row? Would Caleb be... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, about I that. mean, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. Would Caleb be as willing to make similar sacrifices to keep not alive? Well, it's an interesting thing. Um, I'm not going to do the whole answer like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it did occur to me actually in the moment, um, and that's why I was like doing a fucking hand motions because it's like we did this. Why are you doing this? We did this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, would Caleb be as willing to make sacrifices to keep not alive? 
What a question. <laughs> Nothing is as strong as the twin bond. Nothing. Whoa. Um, that was also a Batman villain. <laughs> he would do a lot. He's he's running the gamut on his voice acting skills. Yeah. Tonight, he I'm would saying. do a lot. I nothing is quite like the, the twin bond. Um yeah, he would fucking go nuts. He did go nuts, but I, he's so, he's such a, you know, he's a left of center thinker. And in that moment, and, and, and there have been other moments like this in the show where like there's big panic or, or heartbreak or something. And, and all of his emotions and thoughts just go thunk, into a box on the side. And then he just deals with it. Mm-hmm. Going like, I am, this is, I am up, this is what it, it is like to be a person who does things. And he just sort of muscles his way through until it's done. And I yeah, think like that's... Yeah, like survival. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just like f- push all the emotion over here into a box in the back corner and deal with the situation. And I know that I'm with two very magical people who I've watched do miracles. And mm-hmm. I'm going to just get her up the steps and we'll, we'll see what happens after that. And, and, I, and he didn't even get to the point where he could bring the emotions back around. Uh, there wasn't long enough for him to dwell on them and, and then break. He'll he'll be unpacking that uh, for a couple of days, for sure. But it, uh... it's so yeah. f- it's so funny. Like I, for as much as everyone constantly checks traps, when I designed that room, I was like, I was like, it's going to be a huge threat. They're going to figure it out. They're going to draw in like you know the arc. You know maybe I Connor roll and they realize it's a magical trap and realize it's like heavy, heavy, powerful, necromantic, and just went right to it. And I'm like. Of course, the one time. The one, all right, here we go. Wow. He's an agent of chaos. That's true. Yep. That's true. Uh, Matt, another question about Revivify. Fuck. Sure. Astral Sea Siren. Revivify. Why don't you just call it, um, welcome back, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Riv. I love that. Riv for his brother. <laughs> The that genuinely pleased me. Uh, Danny! <laughs> I love that. Oh, welcome man. Back. I'm gonna cast Welcome Back, friend. Sorry, Gray. I've never had Danny say that genuinely pleased me to something I've said before. Like, this is a moment for me. I'm sort of. I'm sort of. Max, can you write down this date for me? <laughs> Matt? Yes. The effects of Knott's Diamond during her Welcome Back, friend were very different than Caduceus's diamond. Was that simply flavoring, or can you say if it is related to where they were or related to, to not specifically? Uh, that was related to the circumstances of the death, um, which mm. those who didn't figure it out, it was a power word kill. Um, Shh. It's a ninth level spell. I know, it's kind of dickish, but I, but I wanted elements of that dungeon to be like super, super dangerous if they, they, if they weren't careful. You know, especially the prison, where all you know, interlopers are eventually dragged to by the mage hunter golems, being the archmage bane, and then have all their belongings that allow them to escape, that allow them to teleport out, to allow them to find Halas. Like those things are going to be under the heaviest lock and key, um, which is if, if it's a failed attempt to opening or something like that, they, they teleport elsewhere within the, the the towers and try and kill whoever uh, tried to get to it. So mm. um, for that particular being powered kill, such a such a, a dark necromantic, just snuffing of life type spell. Mm-hmm. I just thought in the moment to flavor the revivify around that type of, of imagery. So instead of you know the life of not crumbling away, the diamond itself instead you know was turned into black dust um, to take her place essentially. So it was, oh, I mean a, a lot of that flavoring for the spells is because I don't know what's going to happen. Is all just kind of off the cuff. Some of it is me consciously making a decision based on the character who's involved and, and their, their, their story and where they are, and for some of them, like the deity that they chose. Um, and sometimes it's just improvising based on the circumstances, and that's one of those where it was just like, well, good improviser. the spell makes it work, so. Mm-hmm. Good improviser. 
Yeah, yeah. you're really good at improvising that. Well, also, as we talked about earlier, yeah. Liam. Yeah. Hey. Ebony Wrights wants to know, we know that Caleb wants to help not as much as she wants to help him in return. What were his thoughts about finding signs of the magic that could potentially make her a halfling again? Oh, it's great news. It's good news. It's incomplete. Um, they will, you know, try to pursue it and, 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 and unpack it together. Mm. Um, but he was way too worried about what the dude in the gem could do. I still am. I'm very distrustful of it. If you, if you noticed, Caleb never touched the fucking gem. Um, and I just think that, that he's, he, he just pushed that. That's a later thing. That's a week from now or, or, or over the next few months. There's no time where we are right now. And, I, and did we, I can't remember, did we, Liam can't, Caleb can, but Liam can't remember. Did we decide where the gem is going by the end of that game or are we still sort of in the middle of it? I think, I think we're still kind of figuring out. I'll have to go back and rewatch the end of it, which I do occasionally just to try and, sure. if I have time, to remember exactly how we left off, which you've seen me fuck up many times. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I feel like I feel like we didn't resolve it, but I could be wrong. I the feel like the body is still in the ball. I think not still has the gem. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, it was it was removed from the the folding halls, but yeah. I don't think you guys have right. decided what the hall ass is in the gem, and we hauled him out of the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had people say like uh, at me uh, say like, well, why are you what, are you sad that you didn't get your chance to talk to him? I mean, it's only been a couple hours, really. Uh, yeah, for you guys. It, it, he just. You know why rush to touch it? Yeah. Why? Why? I'm not Sam Regal playing a rogue, t touching anything in front of me. This is, I want to take a call out episode for Sam Regal. This is a call out episode. episode. <laughs> Be fair. He, he needs him every now and then. Got to keep him humble. Yeah, more than every now. Closer and then, to I humble. Think. I mean, there's never, never going to make him humble. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in the movie 300 when that that spear got thrown. It's not quite right, but it just goes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's Sam. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's the sphere or the cut or the deal. Yeah, both. He's Xerxes. Oh. Xerxes cool. with his 2020 vision. That's going to be his, his next live show teeth. costume. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't no. have 2020. <laughs> he doesn't have 2020 vision anymore because I listened. I, I watched All Work No Play, and he talked about how he need, he, he he needed glasses for like a year. Remember? He's oh. been needing glasses. Oh really? Yeah. You guys drink a lot on that show. You don't remember? Hey, it's time for fan art. Fan art of the week. I use my hands that time. That was oh. good. Yeah, I like it when you use your hands. It's a man of Both many of talents, Liam O'Brien. I use many. my hands. He's got many talents. Do it again. I just made a mutual masturbation joke. Oh no. See, it's and, mutual. And now, and now it's run its course again. <laughs> I'm still laughing. For a brief laughing. moment. <laughs> Every week, I think this is my favorite worst episode of this show. <laughs> This week's fan art winner for Campaign 2 Episode 83 was sent in by Ace Masters at Ace Masters 4. Let's take a look. Uh, oh, oh, I love that. It's so pretty. It's so unique, right? Yeah. It's just a uh, unique style of art, and I, I think I just there's so much to sit there and just kind of look at and unpack. It's a little bit like a stained glass window. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is. I love I love clean color work with no line work. Like where it's just it's just using color to differentiate shapes. Uh, it, it looks like cut out paper almost. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's I love the heart especially. Yeah. Ah, oh, Caduceus, such a great wow. character. 
It's such a good character. Let's hope he sticks around. I like it. Thank you to everyone who submitted. Congrats to you, Ace. You've nice. won the Corrupted Collection Master Vault from our friends at Wormwood um, with art by Crystal Sully. Remember, it, was it? Where, uh, it was Gen Con. Gen Con, we finally met them. Was it Denver or Gen Con? It was Gen Con. Okay, Gen Con. Met Crystal Sully. Wow. Yeah. I got a Kraken game mouse pad thing that's just like the coolest art yeah, ever. Art is so oh, good. man. Um, you can enter our weekly contest, careerroll.com. Submit. Here comes the question. <laughs> Doctor Strange shit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, do you go home and like people in a park who just do Tai Chi slowly, or you like, slash. I practice <laughs> getting different I practice this I hope so. a lot. I practice this a lot. Uh, I'll probably have to stop when Ashley comes back. <laughs> oh, that's Thank God. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. She might go, uh, <laughs> let's not do that. She's almost here, folks. She's almost here. <clears throat> almost. I can say how many days, but I'm not going to, just in case. Jester is best, or Matt? Yes, hi. Jester is bester. What a great... I know. <laughs> Come slick. on, guys. I dig it. When in your campaign development did you originally plot out the Angel of Iron's cult storyline? Was it inspired by Ashley developing Yasha, or Yasha, or did uh, she e easily slot into a pre-existing narrative? Did she easily slot into an existing narrative? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> um, did you say solid bit, Matt? No. <laughs> Solid bits tonight. Uh, do you know who I saw the other day? I saw fucking Eric Idle. I've never seen right. someone that famous in my life. Did mm. I go up and talk to him? No. I didn't want to ruin his fucking day. Thank you. But it was Solid. cool. I saw him from like 15 feet away. I'm That's like, pretty legend. Cool. Yeah. Legend I'm, I'm of comedy. Legendly jealous. Question, bring it up on the screen again so I can Stinky. see Stinky. Thank you. No, oh, read it. Was, it. Uh, Jester read it. is bester, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to command you on that. Um, you can command me to do whatever you want. There you, you don't go. even have to cast it. Actually, the uh, the the whole Angel of Irons cult storyline has been planned from the very beginning, and there's a lot of like thematic threads from the very beginning that, if you've been paying attention, there's been a lot of chain iconography. Oh sure. Oh there's yeah. Been, there's been hunger. Has been a theme. Uh -huh. I think Mercia picked up on that really early. Who's that there's hunger? A, there's there's a lot of things that that were all meant to be this kind of slow background kind of click towards the end, and. Um, and Yasha's story ended up, you know, because of her going through this and knowing that Ashley had to go back, I, it was me just going like, I have this existing narrative that I eventually want to become a big crescendo kind of story. She has to leave. How can I fold these together? And uh, based on how the dice went, I had multiple options in which I could make her part of the story and to be able to take her out of the narrative based on how things went down. And this is the path it took. And, you know, as a dungeon master, and a lot of people out there who are dungeon masters uh, know. You kind of have to just roll with what players can show up sometimes yeah. and find ways to make it make sense in your story. Um, so uh, I was very thankful it worked out well and based on her characters, the character she created, it, in many ways it was like, oh, oh, this kid, this is actually really, really easy to, to marry the elements together, her whole yeah. backstory with having a, a period of time that she had lost. Um, so this so, yeah. was stuff that you worked out with her, like dabbled into her character before campaign? Uh, no, this is stuff that she had, that, that that she just created part of her backstory, and mm -hmm. then I built, and I was building my narrative. Right. And then as we went further in the campaign, in, okay. uh, I began to realize as where we were going, I was like, I can marry elements of her backstory mm -hmm. into the story that I had. 
Like I had some ideas when we first started, like when she gave me the, her backstory, I was like, okay, I have some possible thoughts on where this could go, but it was the further along we went uh, in those first you know, 20, 30 episodes or so mm. that I began to really be like, I have some ideas on how I can marry these threads together and make it kind of come to some cool, cool story points. How cool is it that she's going to be back and you won't have to deal with the whole like, how do I plan for her going away for long term? You know, because the only yeah. the only thing that could really pull her away on a Thursday would be if like she has to come, you know, try and retrieve me from a dumpster behind a strip club in Amarillo, Texas. That's how which is, you leave. I try to say for the weekends, but every once yeah. in a while on a Thursday night, well, it was part of our long term plan, plan to keep you here for just that reason. Well, so. I'm in. <laughs> you got me. Cannot wait to have her back. I mean, don't go to that question. I'm going to compliment Matt a little bit, too. I think oh, he's please. really good at. Um, I love how you take everything that we s sort of make in our lab, our character lab ourselves, and then mm -hmm. take all your vast shit and then and intermingle them in different ways and, I, and I'll share this just because I think the, the audience would, would love to hear it the mm -hmm. the whole um, crystals in Caleb's arms that was not me like I, I thought of a lot of shit uh, for Caleb and, and and create what I think was a pretty uh, overly complicated backstory but the the crystals in his arms was just something like I sent this long fucking novella to Matt about what I thought Caleb was and it came back on yeah love this and this place is called that, and also when you were there, he put crystals in your arm to harness the energy. And I was like, yeah, okay, great, I love that. That's, it was just like, it, it just wrapped in really great with, with, with my bullshit. And you do that with everybody, and it's, it's great. You're good at your Thank work. You. Well, it, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a collaboration at that point. You know, I'm, I want to take what you guys envision and want to play, what, you, what kind of story you want to explore, and then you toss the ball to me. I take elements of that and help plug it into the world in a way that makes the most sense from my standpoint, and then send it back. Like, is this cool? Is this okay? Mm. You know. And you guys tell me what parts work, what parts don't, until we're all happy with that, and then we can go forward. And it's pretty fun. I don't Some know. people call it collaborative storytelling. Mm. <laughs> Some people. If we have like a big party at the end of the campaign, you know. I'm, 179 episodes from now. I, don't know, I have no idea what, what you have in uh, mind. I don't so know either. Who knows? But we should call that party and let's let's uh, let's get Brittany on the phone so she can immediately say mm -hmm. no. Ha the happy fun ball. Mm. Do I get to wear a long sparkly dress? Yeah, Danny, always. the answer to that question is always only if you have a second one for me. Um, how many sparkly dresses do you think I own? Because it's definitely a lot. It's got to be three more than me. Yes. I'll wear whatever, man. I know. They're building a spherical museum <laughs> at LACMA in Hollywood. They're building a what? A spherical museum. I passed it At LACMA? Yeah, at LACMA. They've got a whole new wing of that museum, and it's a ball. It's a glass, fun ball. Do you think... That we could get all of you in there and take like do like a photo shoot, or is that out. something that because uh, I could I have been to LACMA, mm -hmm. locks are not hard to pick. <laughs> I just more like locksma. I'm I'm, I'm oh. wow, Danny points. Uh, you get you get points for that one. I would say um, you get this show. I would say if we can maybe if somebody LACMA is a critter. If any of you out there are like manager is a LACMA, if anybody works at the Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Museum of Contemporary Art. No, it's LAC, Los Angeles County Museum, LACMA. Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Of Art, is that it? Uh, sure. Los, Los Angeles. Um, I have Google, hang on. Do the Google. S some spherical. Los Angeles. Los Angeles County uh, Museum of Art. Circular. 
Los Angeles County yeah. Museum Circular. of Art. You did it. Yeah. Circular Museum yeah. of Art. Right? Cue the balloon. <sighs> Matt, Where is our balloon fall? I, we can't afford that. Matt. Yes. These prices are insane. <laughs> Centrifugal meat apex. No right? thanks. That's how it works. No thanks. Yeah, it'd be great. No, or no lesbian wants to know, Matt. Uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, no. You made Liam. I did. I scared him away with my meat apex. Oh, Henry. Best part of Henry's day. Oops. Oh, Henry. Don't throw things. Sorry. Cry. Best part of Henry's day is when Uncle Liam comes oh, over buddy. and gives him love. Matt? Oh, yes. While, while he is giving my dog much needed affection, oh, yes. Carter Lesbian wants to know Matt, uh, Hall has referred to healing as necromancy which is more in line with older editions of D&D than 5e. Is this a deliberate way to emphasize his man out of time nature and how understandings of magic change over time? What a great question. That is interesting. Um, <laughs> and it's a pretty cool thought. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure if you look at the spell cure wounds in fifth edition, it still is under the necromancy school though. Mm. Um, I don't think it is. I think that was the point of the question. Was it? Let me look. Am I wrong up. on this? Is I thought I looked it up. Is it because if I'm I, wrong, I'm then, trying I, to remember. then maybe I just uh, maybe I am just drawing from my older editions. In which case, I apologize. Evocation. Evocation. They changed it. Mm -hmm. Holy shit! Well, there are then, yeah, because that would <laughs> fuck with the, if it was necromancy. That sorry. Go ahead. Good. Then uh, yes. <laughs> I'm brilliant. Um, it's more okay. It's it, it is more of a vestige of me playing a lot of older editions growing up then, and not realizing they changed that. Which mm. to me, I always felt it was a little more of a necromantic element. It feels more necromantic than evocation. Yeah. Evocation. It's interesting. What is it evoking? So to answer your question, yes, it is an older vestige of an of an older time where the magical, uh, arcane arts were a little more uh, varied and and and. Altered in their sources. Mm, yes. We were talking about power word kill earlier. Mm -hmm. I remember asking Chris Perkins, uh, how would you describe my personality? And he said, power word kill for someone's joy. <laughs> Did he really? That's dark. That is. I mean, he's obviously being funny because like he's in on the joke oh, of make fun sure. of Brian, right? So like, but he. He's so smart. It's just like, I love yeah. That. That's and he, great. he also brought it up one time. He's saying he's talking about making food because he he makes you know he he's a he's a he's a wonderful cook. In addition to being, did you know he fought? He did AMA, uh, MMA. I think I did know that. He did he did mixed martial arts. Chris Perkins. Did you know that? I think so. I he also did once. fucking figure skating. Did not know that. I didn't know any he of this. He did figure skating and he, dude, he's, we didn't even, I need to do four more between the sheets with him. Like mm. I, I can't, we, we, we didn't have time to, to even scratch the, he did mixed martial arts I assume and he's done figure a little, skating. How many times, work. how many times do you think him and Towson had met over the past millennia? I would guess, well, there was probably, I bet they, I mean, they both definitely got a kick out of the Napoleon thing, mm -hmm. right? Because of the hats and stuff. I think once per thousand years, because really, if they get too close, reality breaks. So it, I yeah, think they're it can like only the take Crowley that. and Aziraphale from Good Omens of tabletop. Oh, games. that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, yeah. Did you know that Chris Perkins can uh, rotate his head around 360 degrees? I do. Just like Professor Thaddeus. I've seen it. Uh. I do, because when because when he Long said uh, when he, when he came on between the sheets and he asked if he was getting paid for it, I said mm -hmm. no, and then his head did this thing, <laughs> and then he was like, "Well, we have snacks." Liam, yes, 
underscore Elia wants to know, underscore, when Caleb told Jester that he didn't want her suffering in a little ruby prison about the gem of imprisonment, was he also referring to her childhood of being with her mother, a.k.a. the ruby of the sea? Pardon me. Excuse me. No, that was pure pure coincidence that I realized the second it popped out of my mouth. Mm. He was just talking about the gem. That happens Just talking about the gem. Huh. It is evocation. Coincidences do happen. Yeah. Wow. Did we get through all the important questions? I mean, the ones I highlighted, yeah. Okay, you feel good? I feel good. Okay, I know we went a little over, but that's because we had a lot of announcements. Did we do more than 15 questions this time? Let me look. Danny's gonna verify. While she does, our wonderful friend at Dread Singles, that shirt, I have the same one in red. Mm -hmm. Void merch store. Mine has dog hair on it. Oh, where did that come from? We did 14. Nice. But we answered one other one in another question. Yeah, we do, that happens a lot where we'll have 22 questions and by the end of the show, you guys, because of the nature of sort of the discussion, We'll have answered all the other questions, and so then we're when the, then we're sort of like uh, that's when we start talking about you know dancing and <laughs> karaoke and like mm-hmm. yeah. I gotta say, I'm liking where the campaign's at. I have this weird uh, stakes are getting. I, it's, I have this weird feeling real. that some bad shit. I don't know if it's bad. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say bad. I don't want to put that out there. No, it's not bad at all. Knock on wood. There is doing totally fine. I just. Some, I have this gut. I have this weird feeling. Don't. Don't. You know. Your poker face is really good, but like I don't know, man. I. I'm. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I'm finally invested in this campaign after 83 episodes. It's a good warm up. Just kidding. Yep. Just a fun. scant 83. 83, man. 83 episodes. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Yeah. We're, we're getting to the uh, the solid meat of my long-term story here. Go on. <laughs> One of many. They're apparently, welcome back friend is, no make, is necromancy. Oh, welcome back friend. Yeah. Necromancy. Welcome back, Otter. Yeah. Continue on about the uh, <laughs> solid meat. I was just saying, uh, this one particular story, we're about, we're getting to the uh, the meaty section of you know reveals and, mm-hmm. and you know oh my god these things now we have information now we know what's going on and we're gonna learn more and all the dick humor will stop that was the last episode of dick humor that's it he that's just it. said solid about. meat mm-hmm. and then I asked him to expand on it mm-hmm. and he didn't pick up on the nuance and no. instead instead of making it extremely <clears throat> highly sexual like I want every show every episode of the show to be Brian right. just so you know I'm really bad at highly sexual that was my attempt at it you are n- first of all <laughs> have you seen yourself have you have you seen Schmidt stay with me cuz I'm going to get I'm going to get a little TBN here have you seen <laughs> your hair blowing in the in the in the in the non-existent wind in Undeadwood and you're going to tell me that you're not Dude, first of all, let me let me first of all let me tell the people <laughs> behind the scenes information. The AC unit we had to, we shot this in August. The AC mm-hmm. unit was on and it was very <laughs> hot, and we are in very thick Western clothing. Layers We're and hot layers of wool. And <laughs> I will tell you that it was so subtle that I was sitting 
about as far from about you as I am far, now, yeah. right? Like we are, we're so close. We can really. I was sitting like I was sitting like probably a little closer. I think yeah, I was like about there. Actually. I think I was like right here. Yeah, you had the yeah, because you there were moments where I went like help me, and you you said like I give you my powers, and I was like oh I have his powers now. What do I do? <laughs> but um, anyway, that's ooh, a little too much information. But um, what were we talking about? Hair. So it was funny because it was so subtle. I didn't notice it as close as we were sitting to each other. Yeah. I didn't actually see that. It wasn't until I watched the the 4K close up of it that I was like. And then when we added all the atmosphere sound and everything, and it's just like there's like a there's like a bird. Woo, you know. And, and nobody then, told me about this just, while you guys were in post until it aired, and I was watching it. I went. Jesus Christ. Matt's hair is a fey being like Frumpkin. What are you upset about? Your glorious, delicious hair. <laughs> just, it's, it's sort of even I'm more immersive. There's people that think that we did it to make it seem like it was more, they're like, have you noticed his hair only moves like that when they're outdoors and they're in the, you know, the wind? Yeah, that going? level of attention to detail, we, uh, <laughs> we baked That's, into our production schedule. <laughs> I mean, that's why we had to push the fourth episode is I went, you know, Matt's hair's not moving. Can we get CGI? Yeah, all yeah. the cloud stripes, CG level work on Matt's yeah. hair. It takes, it's so time intensive. Oh my yeah. God. Well, thank you, ILM, for taking the Industrial contract. Industrial light and out. magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really positive time working with you on this. It's going to cost us more than it's going to cost to make the animated if series. You, <laughs> if you watch okay. just the first year of Critical Role, you'll notice that Matt's hair just goes, it's just one solid uh -huh. piece. But yeah. as the technology is uh -huh. advanced. That's like the PS2 yeah. graphics yes. versus what we're yes. capable exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. And that's they thanks to your support. Final Fantasy VIII, <laughs> just so you could have better squall hair. So oh, that's true. That's basically what we did. He is the best looking guy in there. We're so dumb. Oh man, how was BlizzCon? Did you have a good time? I had a great time. You it got was, to see Anjali, my dear friend. I know. I got to see Anjali. We got to talk about a bunch of Deadwood, uh, Deadwood stuff. Yeah. We got to a lot of great announcements. You guys they all had, dressed up so cool. Yeah, they had some. They had some really uh, uh, like a lot of great people running. Some very respectful. Uh, uh, words escaping me now. Um, wow, my brain is completely melted down at the point of it. Pawn shop. Uh, um, uh, I want to say. I want to say frogs. No, no, frogs? no, no, no. When, you, when, you, when you're when you're gathering to to bring uh, attention to a specific cause. Uh, oh, like activist, like uh, protest, like protest. Uh, thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, protest. Yeah. Like there were a lot of people there where I saw a lot of Hong Kong shirts out there and a lot of like oh, really yeah, respectful yeah, protests, yeah. and it was like. It was it was kind of cool to watch all that at once and come together and you know it's a it's a very complicated scenario with all that and I have a lot of friends I've known for a very long time who are these amazing artists and, and designers and stuff for Blizzard for well over a decade and watching all this kind of go down and uh, it's been like frustrating and 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 sad and and kind of like uh, you know and I'm really talked about this much yet but like. Um, what happened, how everything went down, was the punishment way too far, and it's just been, it's been hard to, to, to watch some people make a really terrible decision and have it affect really good people so far removed from that decision. Mm. But at the same time, it's brought a lot of wonderful awareness to a very, very serious issue, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm just, it was kind of wow. cool to go there and, and see in that space where kind of that type of activism was welcome as part of the event as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and I got to, 
dress up in a costume I've wanted to do for years and years and years that I had commissioned by wonderful folks. I have some pictures coming up soon. I'll get to point it out. Ooh. And a big thank you to at Somerset Sows and the Dangerous Ladies, which are these that's the folks that helped put most of that costume together for me. So your McCree costume? Yeah, really happy with that. Ah, oh, it was so, so fun. mad I wasn't here. I went over. I went over to great. your house. I went over to to their house the night before. Uh, and you were cutting. It was so cool because Matt. Obviously, you have such an extensive cosplay background, but you don't get to do that anymore. I don't get to do it much. And yeah. so I saw this happy side of him with all of his supplies and his stuff sitting there, cutting all the different things for the finger pieces. And I'm going, "You're so good at this, and you're doing it so fast." And you're like, "This is my thing." And it was cool to see that side of you mm. uh, sort of get to be touched on again. Yeah, Even that was beard awesome. was like an origami transformer. It was like 19 pieces going in different directions. Was that <laughs> itchy as fuck? I mean, as expected. Yeah. But I've worn a lot of facial prosthetics and, and beard stuff before. Halfway so. through CR at the break, when you came, when you you know came out, were you like, yeah. "This was a I've made a huge mistake." Well, I was more pissed because like when I went to go get Prosade to to apply it all to my face, the uh, the person who was helping me at the at the makeup store was like, "Oh no, you don't want Prosade. You want this other much nicer industry standard one that's that's like silicone based." I was like, "Oh, awesome!" Like, "Yeah, here it is. It's also twice as expensive, and here's Ooh. the expensive remover for it." I was like, "Well, they're the professionals. I'll trust them." Did not work at anywhere near as well as Prose no did. Prose lasted me all of my day at BlizzCon, and it barely lasted me through that episode of Critical Role where everything started falling off my face during one of the more tense moments of yeah, the story. Yeah, I was like, yeah. cool, thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Something always happens on these Halloween episodes, though. But has there ever been, there's never been one that actually fell on Halloween, right? I don't remember. I don't think so, because I would remember because uh, of trick or treating. Yeah. yeah. Makes I would sense. know if there was a conflict. Yeah, that makes this sense. Year there was. Yeah. Are we still? We're not still live, right? One hundred percent. Oh, holy shit! Well, that's all the time we have for tonight, folks. I'd like to thank <laughs> Liam and Matt for joining us. Uh, episode eighty-four. Wow. Thank you guys for having me. Mm. Eighty-four. Critical Role airs Thursday, seven p.m. Pacific. Go get your Undeadwood cards now available in the crit. Well, I brought these for you because I didn't know if you had a set. No, I don't have a set actually. I, did, yeah, I set. forgot to thank give you a set already. Get the cards with the wonderful art by our wonderful friend Kent Davis, who is just Kent. such an amazing person. And he draws Bagman. He draws Bagman. <laughs> he designed my first D and D character, and ever since then, I've I've just loved watching all the fans and everybody just discover his work over the years. And uh, oh, his talent was ridiculous. His talent is ridiculous. Yeah. He does all these beautiful landscapes and stuff, but he his character. His portrait stuff is, as mm -hmm. you can see on those cards, are insane. Available at shop.critroll.com. Uh, remember, daylight saving time. A lot of people say savings. That's incorrect. It's daylight saving time. Has just happened for us. So, Schmidt, don't laugh like I said that in a condescending <laughs> manner. I've worked all day to say it in a way that, you know, just sort of... Uh, hey, it just happened for us. So make sure to check whenischritroll.com. I think it's whenisCriticalRoll.com. Let me look. Oh WhenisCriticalRoll.com. It is. I read that wrong, as I did everything tonight. As always. <laughs> yeah. It is? WhenisCriticalRoll.com. As always, don't forget to love each other. And don't worry, it's almost Thursday. Stay tuned, my friends. Remember, creepy ain't a crime. Sam Regal's mouth is. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
TalksMikin airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash criticalworld on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time.